Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues put on one of their strongest performances of the season, beating the Florida Panthers after coming back from a 4-1 deficit in the third period. Plus, they have an opportunity to establish themselves as a legitimate team in the Central Division as they take on division-leading Dallas Stars tonight. Plus, Robert Thomas is out with an injury. We don't know much about it, but a little concerning there. Should be a fun episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the St. Louis Blues headed into a a tough back-to-back against the Tampa Bay Lightning and Florida Panthers and came out with a split. We'll be talking about that on today's episode. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. Thanks for tuning into the show. Thanks for making Lockdown Blues your first listen, making me part of your daily routine. I appreciate it. So the Blues have been... An extremely, extremely, extremely inconsistent team this year. They went on a seven-game win streak and then proceeded to lose to the Buffalo Sabres in pretty convincing fashion for Buffalo and then lost to um, a very good team in the Tampa Bay Lightning, 5-2. And it very much looked like they were going to have that turn into yet another long losing streak as they found themselves in a hole quickly against the Florida Panthers. Thomas Grice was in net, and the Blues and Grice gave up two goals in the first two minutes and 58 seconds of that game against Florida, and three goals in the first eight minutes and 47 seconds. Um, A lot of odd man rushes led to that. You know, Grice was okay. He wasn't his best, but as I've been saying about Thomas Grice for pretty much the whole season, you can't expect him to seal games like that for you. And when you play the way that the Blues did early on in that game against Florida, there's only so much that a backup goalie like Thomas Grice can do to keep the Blues in the game. And honestly, I do feel like he did a very good job of keeping the Blues in the game. I think it could have gotten a lot uglier. Um, and that's that's saying that um, giving up three goals in the first nine minutes of the game isn't ugly, because believe me, it is. Uh, but I feel like it could have been worse based on the way that the Blues were playing. Um, but they definitely showed a little bit of uh, life here when Brandon Saad got his fourth of the season assisted by Josh Levo and Ryan O'Reilly, sort of a weird bouncing goal um, rebound. And that's sort of what it takes in games like that. You know, you're you're not going to always score the pretty goals. Uh, sometimes it just takes a bit of a garbage goal to ignite the team and, and, and swing momentum, and that's certainly what happened. Um, speaking of Josh Levo, I believe the Blues are undefeated this season. I think that they're either four and zero or five and zero when Josh Levo plays ten plus minutes. Um, is that just a coincidence? Maybe, but I think him, along with Nolachari and some of the the fourth line guys, have been really, really good and have brought a lot of energy when the rest of the team is lacking it. Um, Really underrated signings there, both Levo and Achari. Um, but anyways, 
the Blues seem to uh, somewhat gain a bit of control before giving up a goal in the second period, the own goal, only goal in the second period, sorry, from Lundell, and it was 4-1, and at that point, it felt like it was too little, too late. The Blues showed a little bit of life, but still we're having those same issues haunt them, still we're turning the puck over a little bit too much, um, giving up far too many odd, excuse me, odd man rushes. Um, they gave up so many in that game, and the Panthers capitalized, uh, and it was 4-1, and the Blues really just weren't stringing a whole lot together. They got outshot 16 to six in the second period. It really felt like it was, this was a game that was going to get ugly, Um, you know, potential blowout territory, but then the blues came out in the third period and put on in what it was, in my opinion, their best period of the season by far. Uh, They outshot the Panthers 19 to four in this period and also obviously tied the game. Ryan O'Reilly got his sixth goal of the season eight minutes in to get the ball rolling for the St. Louis Blues, assisted by Saad and Rosen. Rosen has been another guy that I think has been super underrated for the Blues this year. Um, He's done a lot of good things for them. And, you know, that includes the assist on that goal. And then a little bit of time went by. The Blues felt like they were putting on a lot of pressure, but, you know, you're down two goals, initially down three goals in the third period against a team as strong as the Florida Panthers, who admittedly have been a little bit underwhelming to start the season so far for them. But, they're still a very strong team, solid defense, and really, really solid goaltending in Spencer Knight. Um, and it really felt like the Blues had a chance, but it might have been too late. Um, but then Jordan Cairo did his signature, making something out of nothing, uh, with a breakaway goal, assisted by Falk and Krug. Um, Jordan Cairo, I, I think it was St. Louis Blues views on on Instagram talks about it a lot, how the Blues should be able to get Jordan Cairo at least one breakaway a game based on his speed. And earlier in the season, Cairo was getting a lot of breakaways, uh, but he was having a hard time finishing them. You know, he was doing a little bit too much. The puck would roll off his stick. He'd miss the net, etc. cetera. Uh, but he gets a breakaway there and capitalizes with a really clean shot. Um, you know, n- not his usual out deacon the goaltender, just fired a puck into the top corner and was able to give the Blues uh, a one-goal margin from the Florida Panthers. It was 4-3 to at that point. The Blues continued to put pressure on before Vladimir Tarasenko got his fifth goal of the season on a one-timer sort of goal from Pavel Buchnevich and Ivan Barbashev. The Russian connection was strong there, and then we head into overtime, tied at four. Before I talk about the overtime... I do want to tell you guys about our sponsor, today's sponsor, betonline.net. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net, and it is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, esports, hockey. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts just like this one, you can find those at betonline as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. So the Blues head into overtime, having put on one of the most miraculous comebacks they have in recent memory. Uh, coming back down three against the Florida Panthers. 
on the road, second night of a back-to-back, in the midst of a losing streak. But they put on, like I said, I think their strongest period of the season in that third period. And it really felt like it was their game to lose. You know, they had all the momentum. Florida looked shocked, stunned. They took their foot off the gas and the Blues capitalized. Um, and that's a mark of a, of a good team, in my opinion, is when one team takes their foot off the gas and another team is able to completely capitalize and, you know, make them regret it no matter how big the deficit is. You know, there were times um, during the Blues Cup run year where no matter what the deficit was, it felt like the Blues had a chance. You know, it felt like they were good enough to where if they caught the other team sleeping for a period, half a period, whatever, they would be able to come back and uh, tie the game, win the game, whatever. And it's a mark of a good team. It's a mark of a strong team. You know, they're ne- they never feel like they're out of it. They always feel like they can win a game and, the fact that the Blues had such trouble earlier in the season, you know, closing out games, coming back in games, giving up a lot of goals. Um, the the fact that they were able to come back from a 4-1 deficit against a team as good as Florida and even force overtime says a lot about the character of the group and how they've grown as a team. Um, and how, you know, the, the, the question, are the Blues good or are the Blues bad? You know, it, it sounds basic and simplistic but it really is a matter of like we've seen a tale of two teams you know and we've seen very strong indications of either scenario that the blues might be a bad team that overperformed in their win streak or the blues might be a good team that significantly underperformed in their losing streak and it's like you know that i feel like we haven't gotten a definitive answer either way yet but in my opinion even more than the seven game win streak um that third period comeback is an indication that the Blues might just be a pretty darn good team this year that got some rough puck luck and and took a little bit of time to put it together um because like I said you know it, it not every team can come back from a three goal deficit um on the road second night of a back-to-back odds are against you Flora's got a really good goalie in net um they're playing well you know so the Blues go on they force overtime and it doesn't last very long because Jordan Cairo strikes again a minute into the overtime. Tori Krug springs him on another breakaway. He puts on a beautiful deke uh, to slide the puck past Spencer Knight and give the Blues a victory. The Florida crowd was stunned, rightfully so. Florida players were stunned, rightfully so. It was, like I said, I think the strongest victory of the season for the St. Louis Blues by far. Um... They were really playing their hearts out, giving it their all, all the cliches, but it's true. Um, Now, how can they carry that momentum over into a matchup against the Dallas Stars tonight who lead the division at 12-6-4? So not necessarily the strongest win-loss record. I'm not convinced that Dallas is, you know, the strongest team in the division, um, especially when you got the Colorado Avalanche there, but... They are 12-6-4, and four, and their goaltender has been pretty darn good, and Jake Ettinger has a 9-17 save percentage, um, has 8 of their 12 wins, and he's got one shutout on the season. So the Blues definitely have a, a tall task ahead of them, especially with Robert Thomas out of the lineup. Um, the Stars have the second-best offense in the NHL, which is going to be a big test for the St. Louis Blues, plus... They have the fourth best power play as well. So the Blues are going to have to be pretty responsible at staying out of the box. Um, and when they do go to the penalty box, their power play or their penalty kill has been a little inconsistent. Um, worse than the NHL 
are not worse than the NHL. There are 32 teams now, Josh. They're 30th in the NHL at 68.7% versus the Stars at third in the NHL on the penalty kill. So special teams is going to be extremely, extremely, extremely important tonight. I don't think the Blues penalty kill is nearly as bad as they have been this season. You know, they shouldn't be second to last or third to last in the league um, in terms of penalty killing. Um, But, you know, that's where they find themselves. They also find themselves 26th in goals allowed. So potent offense, potent power play matches up against a struggling defense and a struggling penalty kill. It is definitely going to be a huge, huge test for the St. Louis Blues um, as they look to gain even more ground in the Central Division. Um, It's going to be tough, you know. Besides special teams, I think the keys to the game are a consistent 60-minute effort. I think the Blues showed that, you know, in the Florida game that when they're when they're putting the effort in, when they're trying hard, um, they're a team that can win, you know, beat almost anyone in the NHL. However, when they're, the effort isn't there and when they're not trying hard, they can lose to almost anyone in the NHL and, lose, and do so in embarrassing fashion. So it's it's about finding that middle ground. You know, you're not always going to be able to outshoot teams 19-4 to in a period like the Blues did in that third period against Florida. But also, you're not going to be giving up three goals in the first nine minutes of a period like they did in that first period against Florida. So it's about finding that middle ground, you know, um, between no effort and 110% Stanley Cup final level effort. Uh, and I think if the Blues can find a place where they are able to play consistent hockey and not burn themselves out, you know, because as great as that third period was, it's not something that's sustainable. You're not going to be able to outshoot team, you know, quadruple their shot total in a period more almost you know five times as many shots as in a period um like they did against florida that's just not sustainable and it's about you know winning those winning those even periods i think the blues have had a lot of times where they'll have extremely dominant periods where they'll just put up a ton of goals and shut the opponent down completely and then we've also seen the flip side where the blues give up a bunch of goals in a period and seem like they're nowhere to be seen it's about getting more of those in between periods where it's 50-50 and there's a one goal advantage or, or, or even in goal, you know, it's about hanging with a team like the Stars in in game in a game that I think is going to be pretty close. You know, division matchups are always very close. You get a lot of film. You're a little bit more prepared. Um, Blues are back home after a bit of a road trip, which is always nice. You know, Bennington finds himself back in the cage after, a, I'm assuming, a pretty disappointing performance for him um, in that Tampa game. So, a lot of big things coming for the St. Louis Blues. Um, unfortunately, they will have to do so without Robert Thomas, who is injured with something undisclosed. He took an awkward fall, I believe, in the in the Tampa game or the Florida game. I don't remember which one uh, off the top of my head, but uh, it was the Florida game. Yeah, it was a Florida game uh, late in the third period, I believe, and then he didn't st- see the ice at all for the rest of the game or in overtime. And... Craig Ruby used some language that's a little concerning. He said something like, oh yeah, it's a tough loss, which sounds like it might be a little bit of a long-term issue for Robert Thomas, which is unfortunate as I believe he is the point leader on the season for the St. Louis Blues. He is. He has 19 points in 21 games. So definitely, definitely, definitely a huge loss for the Blues there. Um, Also had close to the most ice time out of any forward, uh, if not the most ice time based on what I'm looking at. Yeah, the most ice time out of any forward. Um... So big, big shoes to fill or skates to fill, if you want to say that, <laughs> uh, in Robert Thomas. But I think the Blues are going to be able to to rally around him in his, in his absence. You know, Jordan Cairo looking for him to step up. Ryan O'Reilly definitely needs to step up. He's 
only got 10 points on the year. Definitely need to see more from him. Uh, Tarasenko has been a little bit quiet in terms of uh, the goal scoring output. So uh, hopefully the Blues can turn it around and and win without arguably their best player on offense, depending on who you ask, depending on what stat you look at. So fingers crossed. But in this third and final segment coming up, I'm going to be giving my pick for locked on player of the game. Plus talking a little bit more about what the Blues can do against the Dallas Stars to get a win. Make sure you stay tuned. All right, so my pick for locked on player of the game, it's a basic pick. It is an easy pick, but he does have a career-long point streak that he needs to keep alive, and that is Jordan Cairo. Jordan Cairo had a really rough start to the season, um, wasn't scoring, wasn't producing a whole lot of offense, was turning the puck over a lot, and then all of a sudden he flipped the switch and it has been spectacular. He's playing maybe the best hockey of his career over the past eight games or so. He is scoring at will, seemingly. He's up to nine goals on the year in only 21 games, which is pretty darn close to 40-goal pace, um, which is incredibly impressive considering how he started the season so slowly. Um, And I think in Robert Thomas's absence, Jordan Cairo needs to step up and be the best player on the ice every time he is out there. Uh, It's going to be tough. You know, Dallas is a good team. Jason Robertson is, he was, I don't know if he still is, uh, he was leading the league in goals. He has been an extremely, extremely underrated player, not just this season, but in years past as well. And he always seems like he's going to kill the Blues. I'm expecting a pretty darn high-scoring game. Uh, score prediction for tonight. I'm going 5-3 St. Louis with an empty netter. Jordan Cairo gets himself another two-goal game. I know it would be crazy if he gets himself another two-goal game, four goals in his last two games, but I could see it happening. It's going to need to be a big performance from the offense keep up with Dallas's potent offense, but defense as well with Dallas's really strong um, power play. I think Colton Perego needs to step it up a little bit. Uh, Justin Falk, Tori Krug, all those guys, you know, they need to play a solid 60 minutes of hockey or else they're going to regret it as Dallas has an extremely potent offense. But inevitably when Dallas does score a bunch of goals, the Blues need to do a good job of keeping up. Their offense needs to stay on point. Hopefully they can do that. That being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. Thank you all so much for listening to the episode. Apologies for the lack of episodes last week. It was Thanksgiving. I was traveling uh, to New York to be with some family. Didn't take my computer with me as I was staying in a house with a bunch of other people. Wouldn't have had space to record anyways. So back on schedule, though, this week. uh, Some big games coming up. Should be exciting. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. That way you never miss a new episode. Subscribe on YouTube as well. Locked on Blues. Just past 500 subscribers there. So Appreciate all the support on the YouTube channel. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. You can follow Lockdown Blues on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Blues. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.